You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. The Uncommon Podcast with your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Ryan Garvey. And that is not our intro, but we're here and we're ready. We're still we're tweaking it. Excited to, uh, yeah, welcome you into another episode of The Uncommon Podcast. And we have a fun one today. We're talking about radical relationships and parenting. Holy buckets. <laughs> what is The Uncommon, Ryan? I just want you to quick say it. Yeah, the uncommon, off the cuff. It's a movement of men and women who are striving to live authentic lives. And so as we touched on in our previous episode, the six pillars that we've come up with are, see if I can remember, radical relationships, holistic health, worthwhile work, uh, stellar stewardship, mm. uh, da, 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 dare to dream, yep. and then fervent faith. And so we're kind of in our radical relationships series and we just did one on marriage, and now we're going to the next one, parenting. Parenting. What does it mean to be an uncommon in parenting? Oof. We need to probably talk about our families first. Yeah, we can do that. I have three children. Uh, the first one is uh, 13 going on 14. Uh, girl, her name is Larray. Amazing woman. Uh, and then I have Beckham, and he is 12 years old. Going to be 13 on March of 2023. Uh, and then I have a son named Oakley, and he is our youngest. He is nine, and he and I share the same birthday. That's which crazy. Is, that's a fun, fun little tidbit. Uh, and we've been parenting for uh, 13 years now. And uh, fake it till you make it is like <laughs> the exact expression, I think. For, yeah. Uh, if this is probably not my superpower is parenting. I wish it was. I wish I was intentional with it. I just need some time in an uncommon perspective. So I'm grateful that you're on it. Tell yeah. me about your family. Well, let me ask, can I ask you a real quick question on yeah. yours? Yeah, for sure. Can you can you give like a defining personality trait for each kid? And then mm-hmm. would you right. maybe predict what they'll be mm. when they grow up? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that off the cuff. Uh, but I will say that each one of my kids have different personalities. It's so fun to see. And then the next day, you know, once you start figuring out, it's like the next day they change. So it's like, dang it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I will say that Lorray is a really good, my oldest daughter or oldest child, really good uh, combination of my wife's personality and my personality. Okay. Uh, Beckham is more my wife's personality, very sweet, like sensitive, like he's really. And then Oakley, <laughs> Oakley is like parenting my father. And if you know my father, he is like a. He's wild. He's firecracker. just firecracker. <laughs> call him uh, the silver fox. So we call him the silver bullet. Um, and he's just, he's mile a minute, super intense. And and so those are my, I guess, kind of a combination. I don't know how he came out, but the youngest <laughs> child is always like, and we're he was the one that we were like, all right, let's have a third. Okay. And uh, the other two were like, what? We're pregnant? <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, but the third one, we're like, let's do this. And man, 
he is, he is the one that like really stretches us in yeah. parenting. What is it you said? He's either going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned to somebody who's like, okay, he's either going to be like on fire for the Lord and, and really point people to really rock their faith or in prison. And one of my friends was like, well, I bet you he's going to do both. And I was like, oh gosh, like prison ministry, <laughs> or he's going to be in the ministry or in the prison doing the deal. Either way, I hope uh, the best for Oakley. He's, he truly is a good kid. And my wife said it the best the other day. She's like, I feel like he's a lot like Dennis the Menace, like, like curious. Yeah. But a lot of times that curiosity gets him in trouble. Yeah, mischievous. Yeah. And I want to hear about that from you okay. if you have any from yours. But I'll give you one example. So uh, Oakley and I were hanging out. And each one of them has a totally different personality if you mm-hmm. hang out with them one like individually okay. versus a group. So, oh, sure. So he and I are hanging out in our individual time. And uh, I'm trying to be more intentional of spending quality time individually with each one of my kids and then rotating every week. So one week it's Oakley, the next week it's yeah. Beckham, the next week it's Lorraine. So Oakley and I are hanging out in our, our little hangout, dude's date, we call it. So we go out and uh, sure enough, we're in Fleet Farm of all the oh, places because yeah. you can get anything there. Oh, yeah. This you know. is huge. And then we're going to get shower heads and uh, get one. And all of a sudden I hear over the loud comm, like oh. helping like bathing or whatever it's called, like basically like <laughs> help needed an aisle bathroom or whatever. And I was like thinking and I turned back and I was like, did you hit a button? And he was like, yeah, accidentally. And I'm like, no, there ain't no accidentally about you, buddy. Uh, anyway, so that's a story about Oakley. He just, he means well, I think. So what did he turn on? Uh, he just hit one of those buttons like, I need help. And, oh, like, God. I thought he'd it, like turned on a shower or something. No, no, no. <laughs> he just turned on something that said like over the loud comm, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. needed help in that aisle. And like we definitely didn't Let's get out of here. Didn't need help because we were walking away. You know? <laughs> right. So anyway, poor Oakley. That's He's great. Funny. Great kid. But all right. Tell me about your personalities. Yeah. So I've got a two-year-old, Eamon, and then a eight or nine-month-old. <laughs> His name is George. Named him George Ivan. Named him after Van Morrison. Um, just okay. thought it was an awesome name. So, yeah, Eamon, he is like a spitting image of me. Um, he looks like a combination of, of me and my wife. He looked exactly like me when he was born. He was born with like a full head of hair with like highlights. For sure. And For he sure. Just, yeah, now he has a mullet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's yes. he's a wild child. He's an entertainer. Like. His favorite thing is just like running and then making himself fall. Oh. <laughs> and okay. then he just thinks that's the funniest thing to like. Good. So he's probably going to be like a stuntman or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a very sweet boy. Very funny. He's two now. So he's getting in. He's, you know, testing the limits of what he can get away with. Yeah. Um, but he's also, I think, grown into... His role now is a big brother, and he's super sweet to. He calls him little little Georgie, and uh, yeah, gets a little frustrated in that times because he's just used to having everything for himself, and now he's like, oh man, I've got to share stuff. Right. And then, yeah, George is probably more so. I mean, it's hard to say with the baby, but yeah, as of Nine now, months. yeah, his personality, I guess, maybe seems more like Victoria, where he's more res- reserved and chill. Yeah. But his his thing is like he smiles with like his whole face. Oh, so that's cool. if you just look at him, his mouth like is wide open, his eyes, and he just loves uh, eye contact. And thankfully, both of our boys have slept 
very, very well. Um, I'm always hesitant to like share that because I feel like when I'm talking to other parents, they're just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to hear that. Right, right. <laughs> but we've been right. very blessed in that regard. Um, they've been healthy. So it's really like as a parent, what what more can you ask for? Your kids are healthy and happy right. for the most part. Right. I love yep. it. Yep. My vocation for my kids, I forgot to ask answer that. Oh, yeah. I think Larray, she wants to aspire to be like a hair, like help people with the hair. She's very artsy. Okay. Uh, but she loves to serve people. So yeah. I do think that's actually a pretty good fit. Um, and then my, my middle child, Beckham, I think that he will be a teacher at nature. He's very patient. Yeah. Very patient, has a very kind heart. And so I think that could be a good vocation for mm-hmm. him, if I'm just guessing. Yeah. Oakley, um, yeah, prison ministry is really, <laughs> I don't know, man. He's probably the closest to me of like, what will he do? Like he'll, he's really good at um, reading people uh-huh. and like he kind of likes to make people laugh, you know, like that kind of guy. Um, so I think he'll be able to use that to win people over for yeah. whatever reason he wants. Either, hopefully good. Hopefully he'll lead people <laughs> in a good direction. Yep. But all right. Sweet. So here's, um, here's what I love about kids and parenting. Because once I had children, I got to see life in a new lens through my children's lens. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. Like, we're going to the park, you know, like, and we're going to the park. Like, it's yeah. so fun for me. Um, but what I will say, and, and if you, you're longtime listeners or listeners for the last two podcasts, <laughs> you'll know that uh, we talked about marriage last time. And, and that was kind of the first kind of, I guess, gift that God gave me of like, you're not perfect, Philip, mm. you know? Uh, and then the second thing that God gave me to magnify like my sin in my own life is kids. Yeah. Holy buckets. Amplified. Yeah. Like <laughs> I thought, okay, I got this. I figured this out. Kind of a reoccurring theme in my life, I guess. I got this figured out. No, you don't. And so God graciously has given us kids and man, I can totally see how I've not figured out life through the eyes of watching my children Yeah. and then seeing all of them like, hey, listen, like that's not going to end well for you because... I see myself in you and yeah. it didn't end out well. And so anyway, so uncommon parenting, holy cow. What do you think of when you think of an uncommon parent? Yeah. Um, I'd say just a parent who is very intentional. Mm. Um, as I think about myself as a, as a dad, I know I'm not going to be a good dad on accident, if that makes sense. So, and then you're not going to be a good husband on accident. And so there's intentionality to invest in myself as a dad, which I am doing through um, different communities and resources and just trying to allow voices into my life of, of men and fathers who are just further down the path and, have made a lot of mistakes and learned a a lot of hard lessons and Mm -hmm. hopefully things that I can learn earlier on in my journey so I can avoid more Mm -hmm. mistakes. Not that I'm aspiring at all to be a perfect dad because I know I won't be and mistakes are part of the journey, but if you can kind of mitigate that to to some degree, that's not a bad goal. So I think where where I'm at in trying to be an uncommon father uh, to two young boys is uh, and I shared this on the last episode with marriage is understand that uh, I can't control how my kids behave. Mm. Uh, you know, I can try to instill virtues in them right? Um, and, and obviously discipline them. But the only thing I can control is how I respond. And even mm. just talking specifically about my two-year-old because my, yeah. my other son, he's just a baby. So, yep. but how I respond to my two-year-old Amen and, and try to be patient and try to, 
discipline and not just be like, hey, don't do that mm-hmm. because I said so, but actually like take advantage of teachable moments. Yeah. I think is a big thing. So yeah, I'd say that. How, what do you think? Yeah, I, you nailed it. Just being intentional with the small time, small opportunities that you have to be able to coach and teach and love on the ch- your children uh, and understanding like how important parenting is. And trying to be the best parent you are, but also know that you fail. And so when you do fail, like asking for forgiveness and like being humble in that. Um, So I think that would be cool. And I love the way, um, I'm going to give a shout out to a pastor at a church. His name is Todd Wallace. He, uh, I love what he said. He's like, it's so great that God gives us time and, and resources to be able to extend more grace to our children as they get older. And if you don't do that at a young age, the decisions that they make are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so the consequences are getting bigger. And mm-hmm. so your job as a father is supposed to give more and more grace. And your job earlier in parenting is to give your children grace because as they're, as they get older, the decisions they make could potentially have bigger devastation and bigger consequences. And your grace then has to be even bigger than that. Yeah, okay. So if you start by not giving your children grace, by the time they're teenagers, you won't even know how to extend the grace they need because you haven't been instilling that yeah. at, the, at a younger age. When the stakes are much higher. When the stakes are much higher. And what a cool thing that we get an opportunity to do that. And it's a constant struggle with my own heart because I want to be the center of my world, you know? Right. <laughs> and you guys are really bothering me. <laughs> and <laughs> taking things out of what I want to do. And But I think in uncommon parenting, it's like they get to utilize opportunities and they get to be a better family because each one of the people that are contributing to the family unit are all their own characteristics and personalities. And mm-hmm. we are a better unit because of it. Um, and quite honestly, like this is more probably that I can speak to different than you can because like my kids are at this fun age where I almost say it's like the golden age where they're not dating or driving. Uh, they're in this, like they kind of still like to talk to us <laughs> yeah. that might change tomorrow. Lorraine, <laughs> like I hate you guys. Um, but we get to go on like hikes and like cool things yeah. where you're like, I got to change your diaper again. Yeah. Oh man. So I get it. And yeah, so th- I would say for me, just an intentional parent. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see the byproduct of having your children like grow up and have a different view of the world mm-hmm. um, and not a jaded view, but one that they, they know that they have a community and a family that loves them and supports them and gets to grow with them. So, yeah, I don't know. Awesome. What would you say the most, the key characteristics of having an uncommon parenting? Key characteristic for my, myself? Yeah, or anybody like that you respect. Oh, uh, yeah. Um I think uh being being humble as a as a parent so especially as my kids get older and you kind of briefly touched on this but um modeling humility to them so not taking an approach where it's like it's my way or the highway cuz I'm mm-hmm. the parent but letting them see that like I'm fallible and I need God's grace in my life as much as they do. And like being, being, uh, honest with them when I make mistakes, cause I'm right. going to make mistakes. I'm going to hurt them. I hate to think about that, but I know that's just an inevitability. And so being able to be like, Hey, I was wrong. <laughs> like 
and this is similar, like we talked about this with marriage, like you gotta be humble and, and know when you need to apologize and to your spouse. And it's going to be the case for kids as well. And I think if I can model that as a father, then hopefully that will instill that virtue in them to be humble and um, to take ownership of their mistakes and, and realize like, Hey, we're not trying to live perfect lives where we never fail. Mm. We want to push ourselves and, and take like calculated risks and know that failure is a part of it, but like failure is how you learn and how you grow. It's good. So as long as you, you learn from it, like I've heard, like, as long as you learn from failure, there's really no such thing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay. All right, we got questions for each other. Yeah. Again, we never know what they're going to be. I think I got a, a good one to start off with. All right, I'll let you do I'll it. I'll fire at you. Let's so go. you uh, you already kind of alluded to the, the silver fox, Philip <laughs> yeah. Sr. Um, so my yeah. question to you is, can you briefly describe your relationship with your dad, both growing up and now, ah. and reflect, like, right. what ways do you want to be a father similar to him, and what yeah. ways do you want to be different? Yeah, that's good. Uh, so for those who don't know my father, he's 72 years old and he still can, I mean, it would be a fight if we sprinted like it's a race. <laughs> like he, if he and I raced, it would be a fight to see who won. Like he's this super competitive, like that's like what he breeds. Like he just has one, one like level It's yeah. full throttle, you know, like that's him. Um, so growing up, it was really fun for me to watch my dad compete and flag football was his kind of like go-to. Uh-huh. He loved... Still is, right? Still is, yeah. <laughs> loved softball, still is in a traveling football or softball team. Um, I think at one point their team name was the Fossils, which I thought was hilarious because <laughs> nice. it's like the older... So like, self-aware. Self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so growing up, like just admiring my father and the way that he... Uh, was athletic was was instrumental to me um and and now still like one of my i'd say closest friends just like he always is encouraging me with the text um and then hearing the way that he grew up was very different than the way that he parented mm-hmm. and so what i want to instill in that is like really being i don't know like a lot of people have trauma from their childhood does that mm-hmm. make sense yep. but my dad has proved that that doesn't have to be a center stone of who you are mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a pillar of, of, of who you are and you can break that chain. And, okay. Uh, his faith is very strong. Um, him and my mom are still married. I think it's like 68 years. I don't know. It's like something crazy. You know, yeah. he's 72, that's but awesome. they're married 68 years. That's, that's <laughs> totally good math. It's been a long time. I think it's gotta be coming up to 50. I don't know, but, um, have a great marriage. They're very different as well, but they figured out how to do it. And so the things that I would like to do different, I, I love my father. But sometimes I wonder if his identity is is kind of wrapped up in his performance and how he performs. And I hope that I can always separate the two. Mm. In fact, there's been a time in my life where I was like, okay, I can't either, I can't compete and still be a believer. Like, I don't know how to distinguish those two. Um, I need to be, so I almost thought about like just stopping competition altogether mm. because I knew that like even my performance was wrapped up in my identity but also that I was like hurting my testimony by yeah. by ripping people. I'm right them. there with you. <laughs> uh, and so learning early age of like, w- what if I took a step back and just enjoy the competition, even if I got beat? And mm-hmm. how can I use my love language as words of affirmation um, 
to encourage other people and see how that changed me. And it was a game changing perspective that I had of I can still compete, love competing, but also encouraging other people to perform their best. I still want to beat you (laughs) for the record, but I'll also congratulate you when you beat me. And uh, that change in me was something that like, I even enjoy competing even more if there's, if Mm. there's even a way to do that. Um, and I'm okay to lose and lose graciously. So that's maybe one thing that I would, I would hope that like, as my dad gets older, I hope that he doesn't think that his, his identity is caught up in his performance, but, uh, that he's a true child of God and he doesn't have to do anything, doesn't have to win anything. And he still is loved by many, Mm -hmm. uh, and he can impact people in that way. And so awesome. Great question. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Yep. All right. So here we go. What is one thing that you thought about parenting before you were a father that ended up being way different? I think I asked you this something similar for, for marriage, but... Yeah, I'll try to go in a different direction. With man. It. I mean, yeah, what I said about marriage was the the um, getting used to not having as much independence. And I mean, yeah, that definitely applies to parenting because you have even less. Um, <laughs> but I'll try to think of something else. So one thing that I thought about parenting that has just been an expectation that has yep. been a lot different. Um, I don't know if this is gonna fully answer that in that regard, yeah. but where my mind goes is, is uh, kind of what we've already touched on of just the ways that God speaks to me through being a dad. And so times where I am getting frustrated or impatient with my son. And in an even like a specific example would be where he's like asking for something mm-hmm. and I'm giving it to him, but there, something's going on in his brain where that's not what he <laughs> wants. So I'm like, I'm trying to give you a good thing and you're not trusting that uh, what I'm giving you is what you want and need. And you're so throwing nice. this tantrum. And then like the Holy spirit is so quick to be like, Ryan, you do that all the time. And like, you do that all the time with your heavenly father who only gives you good things that you need. And he gives them with completely pure love and and motives. Whereas like me as a dad, I might be trying to give my son a good thing because I want him to just behave or, or love me. And God is just like trying to give me good things because he's good. And yet I will think it's not happening at the right time or in the right way. And so just so many lessons like that where you one, see your own sinfulness, but then two, you, and because of that, you see just like the overwhelming graciousness and love of God. That he doesn't just like strike me down. Yeah. And so any amount of like love that I can have for either of my sons is nothing in comparison to like the love that God has for me and just the patience that he has (laughs) for me. So I know that didn't like probably fully answer that, but no, it's good. That's that's where my mind goes. It's good. I'm going for another one. I'm shooting again. Oh man. Yep. (laughs) What's the best parenting advice that you got before you were a parent? No. Hmm. Um, I think a lot of people say like the, just enjoy enjoy it because it goes by so fast and like you hear that so much and you're just like okay okay yeah but honestly like it sounds cliche but it's so true like 
the days are long, but the years are short. Yeah, kind of yeah. Stuff. yeah. And so I try to take that and I'm very much of like, or at least I used to be, not so much anymore, but like I would view a day and if I didn't feel like I was productive with it mm. and got my tasks done, it felt kind of like a waste of a day. Mm-hmm. And so my perspective is having to shift where it's like, hey, if if my wife is is working um, on like a Saturday where, when I don't work and so I've got, you know, the whole morning with the boys just being a dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, Saturday mornings used to be times where like I would get my stuff done and like self-care and now it's like, I'm just sitting in our playroom trying to make yes. sure my baby doesn't like fall and smack his head for George. like hours. Yep. And it'd be easy to kind of, and it can be emotionally draining, but it'd be easy. I think before I was just kind of like, man, that was like, what did I, what was like the point of that morning? But it's like now it's just, I got to be a dad and like, praise mm. God that I just got to be with my boys and, um, you know, care for them and look after them. So it's good. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Um, what is one challenge you're currently facing as a dad? Um, and maybe with that, like one way you feel like you, yeah. you need to grow. Yeah. Uh, many, <laughs> how much time do we have? Uh, one thing that I, it's, it's interesting. So my wife, Aaron, she grew up with sisters, didn't have a brother and sister. I have a sister. She's amazing. Her name is Trela. Uh, she and I, we fought a lot. Uh-huh. Like, it's bad. Um, and so now it's like, what's... Because I don't think Aaron ever fought in her family. I'm sure they did. I just feel like they didn't. They definitely didn't fight like Trela and I did. <laughs> and I feel like as the kids get older, uh, I want to try to instill that, like, these are our people. Like, these are our best friends. So you can't really, like, fight them all the time. Uh, but... Yeah, so trying to understand what the line is of like, hey, this is normal and this is like excess fighting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm not doing a good job in that at all. (laughs) I don't know where the balance is, uh, but my wife would say like no fighting. I'm like, okay, you can have some fighting, but where's the line? Yeah. Um, How do you fight like healthy? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, boys are going to be boys, but what does that mean? You know, like that's the part where I'm like, I don't know. Yep. Um, and this is the first time I ever parented. So that's why I was like, fake it till you make it is like for parenting. And like, if they're still alive, I guess we still got a shot, you know, at changing something. And so <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like that's what I'm struggling with right now is mm-hmm. like, how do you let your children be who they are, yep. but also like giving them some guidance of like, Hey, this is how this looks. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. How to na- navigate conflict. Cause like the yeah. flip side of, of fighting would be like, we're just never going to fight and we're going to sweep everything under the rug. And God knows like there are many families that do that and that can be just as harmful and destructive. So I think a big thing, if we go back to marriage is like, how do me and and my wife, how do we fight or just like manage conflict in a healthy way in front of our kids? So like we're modeling that. Here's another thing too. Like we should just talk about, cell phones you're not in the world but like people like what what age do you give your kid a cell phone what (laughs) man that's that stirs its own conversation there but like there's things right now the kids are learning and so for the people who don't know we we homeschooled our kids for uh quite some time uh it's want to say four or five years and then uh we put our 
our daughter into public and our son, basically all of them when they were in fifth grade. And then my son was in fourth grade. Um, and they're in public school now, but man, the stuff they have to process through, um, is real. And so how do you help your kids process through all this stuff without being condemning or judging, but also like, Hey, here's what the Bible says about it. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is probably uh, a good tool to be able to see our true North instead of what the world says. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's really interesting. And then just thinking of the cell phone world, like there is, it's, it's just a gray area. Um, or social media, what, what do you do? You know, and, and thinking of your own perspective of like, okay, there's probably some unhealthy attachments I have with my phone. I don't want that for my daughter. Right. Um, so she's 14 now. She doesn't have a phone. Um, we have a house phone quote unquote that she's been seeing like using a little bit more. And then if she goes to babysit, then she'll take the house phone. Uh, but what's the boundaries on that? That's another thing that I would say that I'm not, Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm fully equipped either, but like fake it till you make it. Here we go. So, okay. What was the most impactful moment when you were younger uh, that your parents did for you? Hmm. Wow. That's heavy. You mean, uh, so most impactful moment. Are you, that kind of like shaped me in my parenting or just in general? No, just like you as a child. Yeah. Kind of like shaped you to who you are today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of directions that I could go with this. Um, I mean, I think just raising us in church was, uh, instrumental, you know, and I growing up in church, like it wasn't even, I wouldn't even say I really came into a relationship with God until like college even. And Mm -hmm. so, but I know there was a lot of work that God was doing in my Mm -hmm. life and in my heart just because I was at church and in that environment. And whether I realized it or not, I was seeing people who actually were like walking with the Lord. And so when I started to come into that in my own life in college, it was just great to have people in my life who I could go to pastors mm-hmm. and friends. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for that, that my parents led in that way. Um, I would also say like, I just, I, when I think back on my childhood, a thing that always comes to mind is just like the road trips we took. Yeah. So the vacations, vacations. Yeah. Just long road trips out West. We never went East for whatever reason, but I think there's just so much fun stuff to do out West. So like we went to the grand Canyon and yeah. the Tetons in Wyoming and went up to, South Dakota and like the Badlands and all that stuff. So, you know, and I'm sure we fought as kids a lot in those cars. <laughs> yeah. Like that was before every kid had their own iPad. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's like, yeah. what do you want? You know, arguing over what music plays over the radio and what radio station. To- <laughs> and then you should travel far enough. And then that radio station's gone. gone. So you yeah. gotta find another one. But, uh, <laughs> even, yeah. In spite of like the, you know, the fighting, I look back on those times with fond memories and just like, man, we had great experiences together as a, as a family and, you know, camping and just, just stuff going wrong, but you just improvise and yep. you just, you're you, in it together. Exactly. So yeah, I definitely want to, um, make sure that we're going on and taking our kids on adventures, whether that's, I think one-on-one is good. Kind of like what you were saying, having mm-hmm. like dates with kids, um, and so whether like I'm taking our boys on dates and my wife is, but then also like as a family. And I think it'd be so cool to like involve your kids 
in the process of like where should we go yeah and like what should we do because we didn't really have that growing up it was more so like we're right, going we're along for the ride so <laughs> i love the idea of yeah. just giving your kids some more ownership of that because um, i think that would just be more memorable right. and and teach them how to like make those decisions yeah so you know it's interesting think about my family and this is more of my son's leading because he's 13 uh next march and he's like, it's my golden birthday. Like we're doing something big, you yeah. know, like, and I was like, oh, that's, that's like the first one we've had to deal with. So one is on the 20th, that's Loray. And then Beckham's is on the 13th. And then my son's is on the 17th. But I was thinking like, man, let's, let's do something big. Do you know, Bob Goff, you ever heard of yeah. that cat? Oh yeah. man, that guy, he needs to be on this podcast. He's uncommon. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Bob. <laughs> anyway, he does something really cool. I don't remember what it is. Maybe it's like 16 or something. And he lets his kids pick whatever, or no, maybe it's his teens. Like when you turn 13, you can pick out whatever you want to do. And he doesn't say no. It's so like one of his daughters, like I want high tea in England. He's like, let's go. You know, Whoa. it's like big things. So I don't know if we can do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but giving Beckham kind of an experience on his 13th birthday, he's already said like, I want to go scuba diving. Okay. Which is such a cool thing. And now how it's like my job as a dad is like to figure out how to do that. Maybe not up to the full Bob Goff potential, but uh, do something for him. Anyway, random thought. Sorry. No, that's but, awesome. So how much time do you have to plan that? Well, I have like, what is it? Less than a year? Yeah, less than a year. All six right. months yeah. to plan it. I think there's a shot here. Oh, yeah. You can do it. I think so. I mean, you just announced it on the show, so yeah. you're going to be held accountable. We'll have to have a show just on that. <laughs> All right. What's my next question? Your next question is about Victoria. What's her superpower when it comes to parenting? That's my question for you. <laughs> no, that's my question for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so many superpowers. I She's just way more patient. Um, and just in the way she disciplines, the way she, like like we talked about, um, takes advantage of those teachable moments. Mm. So, And she's very gracious towards me. Cause I'll be just very quick to be more dismissive and be like, you need to finish your food. You're not getting down until it happens. And she'll just very lovingly like, Hey, you need to explain to him like why. And like, these are some things you can do to help him eat. And I'm just like, okay. And selfishly, (laughs) it's like, I don't want to do that in the moment, but I'm just very thankful for her. She's helping me learn how to be a better dad. And, um, I think she's just a good, uh, representative of just the love of God and mm-hmm. patience. Mm-hmm. So, man, for the people who are single parents, I have like huge oh, respect for goodness. you. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Uh, good for you. The fact that we have two people, one, I think God has wired women to parent and that's just their unique gifting. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't Nurturing. have done it without Aaron. Uh, but there's sometimes where Aaron's like, uh, it's, I'm frustrated and then I can swoop in there. But like without that person to swoop in there, or I'm frustrated and she swoops in there, which is like every day. <laughs> um, man, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. A single parent has nothing, like no one to fall back on. And I know. So shout out to them. Um, good on you. Yeah. Cause being a, if you're a stay at home parent, like that's a full-time job. And then some oh. people are doing that with one, two jobs. You couldn't, you couldn't pay me. I can't fathom. Enough. <laughs> couldn't pay me enough. God bless you. Yeah, guys. truly. Yeah, for the people who are like, oh, you don't work? No, no, you. she works harder than I do. Yeah, exactly. You know? Okay. Yeah, the unsung heroes. Right. Um, yeah, mine, I'd say my next question is, um, what is one goal you have just 
for yourself to improve your connection with your kids like over this next year? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, and I have a couple guys who are holding me accountable to this. So it's really good. Yeah. Uh, And I mentioned this earlier in the show that I'm trying to be more intentional with the one-on-one time with each one of my children. And then every week, like kind of rotate in between and, that's been going really well, in fact. And uh, the only time it hasn't is like when we're on like a uh, family trip, you know, yeah. like we're kind of like we're all here. Yeah, you're still investing and in Still investing, connecting. just maybe not one-on-one. Um, but it's been really good and fun to see each personality come out and then having a different level of intention outside of that because I got to see them in a different light. Mm. And maybe them too for me. Um, so that's something I want to keep doing and keep pouring into my children one-on-one and like I always hate the people who are like I'm gonna be shining my shotgun when my girl my daughter brings her boyfriend home <laughs> yeah. like oh, okay really uh, that's common don't do that um, <laughs> but what I'm trying to do I like I want to be shining my shotgun right now quote unquote by taking her to like steak dinners sushi like all these things that are like hey this is how you should be treated yeah and so if there's another guy out there that doesn't treat you this way or I think the best I like to say this is how I polish my shotgun is like I, I'm trying to love my wife to the best of my ability. So if she never feels that, she knows something's off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so just so that's one thing, uh, just taking my daughter on dates and like and and just pouring into her and and so she understands what this should look like. Uh, yeah. And then also for my boys of just trying to be like not just good men, but like being good at being a man. What does that mean? Yeah. Like there's a whole other podcast Explain about yourself. that. Right. <laughs> so basically like being respectful and like being a man of your word and like holding the door open for people. Like what is this? What like shake somebody's hand and look them in the eyes yeah. and, and do these things that make you being good at being a man, not just being a man. Like there's a lot of man childs out there. I don't have a lot of patience for them. <laughs> and so trying to raise children and boys that are good at being a man who know what hard work and discipline is, uh, that is what I want to do. And I want to try to surround myself with people. And that's probably why the uncommon is part of like, part of it is like helping me be held accountable to do this stuff with my boys and my daughter. And then surrounding myself with other people like, Hey, I got a good idea. Like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Like, let's take them on a camping trip and then kind of have a rite to passage. And maybe we start this rite to passage at the age of 13 instead of like just when they're age of 18, like Mm -hmm. let's start pouring into them. And then like, how about I take your son out? Because like a lot of people just listen to other people, not their parents, you know, Mm -hmm. like how about we all kind of have a group of guys that are thinking about this together. Um, I love that idea. So lot of answer to answer your question but that's great okay are how many more questions do we have i think do i blew you, i got one more i got i don't know yes i probably do okay my question is uh what is one thing that you respected about the way your parents raised you that you want to make sure that you pass down to the, your kids yeah yeah kind of touched on it with talking about church and then also like the vacations um I think, you know, my parents have been through some, some really hard things together as, as anybody's parents, um, will be. Um, but I just think the way that they've stuck together through thick and thin and, you know, going through trials together. And like when they were first married, like they didn't hardly have two pennies to scratch together. I Mm. think it's a saying, 
And I mean, they're not like filthy rich today, but they know what truly matters. Um, it's not just the material wealth, like the wealth of relationship and, and right. family is far more valuable. And so, I, yeah, I just think the loyalty that they've shown to each other and the perseverance, um, mm-hmm. that's more so, I guess, like specific to marriage, but it's stuff that your kids know. see, you know? I feel like there's so much confidence that I get because like, and it's interesting that both our parents are still together. Like, yeah, praise the Lord. Think about this. Like, I had a buddy whose parents got divorced, and he was like in college. Yeah. He was like, "That rocked my oh, world." Sure. Like, I didn't even know. Like, who am I? Like, what is ha- like? There's a lot of confidence that we get just in our lives, personally, and also in our parenting. That our parents, like, that's a, such a gift, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah. So I think just yeah, modeling those things because you model so much through your marriage to your kids, and that is part of parenting. Maybe yeah. you don't always think of it that way, but. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Sweet. Do we, uh, any more questions or we want to hop into some action yeah, steps? Yeah, let's hop into some action steps. I have some action steps, but do you have anything? No, kinda... just give it to me. I might, <laughs> okay. it might, something might come up, but you never know. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can take mine and, and roll with it. So I was going to say for like older kids and kind of do what Phil is doing. So planning just a one-on-one date with your older kids. So mm. what would we say is like the age there that you would start doing that six seven eight two two i don't know like <laughs> i don't think it's ever bad no but yeah i think like it starts to when you, you can start to attention. have conversations yeah, we don't have to wipe them you don't have to change your diaper you yeah know <laughs> yeah so i would say plan a uh just a date something they want to do so i was even going to ask you like how do you go about the plans of like what you're going to do with each of your kids no yeah it's just something that i think is fun that time it'd be fun for me and i know that my child would have fun with it okay you know i didn't know if there was like a conversation of like what do you want to like what should we do totally yeah, yeah. and that's always like where i'll start like hey what do you want to do okay and be like i don't know what do you want to do okay i got an idea you know yeah. and then you start asking them like a couple questions and like oh i want to do this 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 and this yeah right, right. you gotta <laughs> let the little wheels turn yep yeah um and then i would say if you have younger kids like i do like i'm not necessarily i mean i might take them out for ice two cream and, two and nine months you know? yeah so I would just say, and this is like a challenge to myself, like spend time with your kids without your phone. Like don't even have it. In, That's good. Don't even have it in your pocket because you might get a text and then pull it out. So I've tried to be intentional with just putting my phone in this basket on the shelf. If I know that I'm going to have time with my boys and because like I'll be just sitting there and I'll check the same thing for like the 10th time i'll yeah. like hop on espn it's, it's good, like man. oh nothing's changed why am i not just like uh, engaged in this moment so it's good yeah let's put our phones away as parents uh and really just be in the moment so it's good i got nothing else like that's a perfect application and challenge sweet good job so you've been listening to the uncommon podcast and i've been your host philip ramsey i'm ryan garvey uh, until next time we hope this uh, helps you Live your own uncommon path and uh, own uncommon life. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.